Welcome to the Teachpreneur Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to the Teachpreneur Marketing Made Easy Podcast. This is episode 10, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how we're going to get our emails into the inbox. Let's get to it. Now, as we write our emails, guys, the most important thing we need to keep in mind is that we got to get them into the inbox. There's lots of other places they can go. They can go to the spam filter. They can go to the promotions tab. And that's not where we want them. We want them landing in the main inbox. Now, the email service provider we're going to be talking about most is Gmail, simply because it is the most popular and it's the one that we're going to be fighting to get in. If we get to the main inbox of the Gmail email server, that's our goal. Okay, I understand there's other ones like Hotmail, uh, but we're going to be talking about the Gmail specifically because it's the most popular and it is the it's the easiest to get into the inbox. Okay, so let's just leave it at that. Now, if you want the notes for this, I created a review sheet. You can get it at teachwithfergie.com slash episode 10. You can download it right there and it'll have the full list of the 10 things. So don't worry about taking notes now, guys. Just head there and download the review sheet. Now, the first tip we're going to be talking about is your text image and the number of links inside the emails. Now, lots of people want to make their emails look pretty. They have these amazing templates. MailChimp does a good job providing these templates that you can use and you can put pictures in. Unfortunately, the amount of image can actually hurt our emails. Now, what kind of images are we talking about? Well, there's images that kind of sneak up on us, right? There's like a header image. So if you have an image at the beginning of your email and it's got your logo or your banner or whatever, that's an image, obviously. If you have a signature at the end, that's like the cursive writing, nice signature, but it's actually a picture inserted, well, that's an image. There's lots of different ways our images sneak up on us and increase the image to text ratio. Now, what should that ratio be? Well, I've heard lots of different numbers, but specifically, I've heard 65% to 35% in regards to text to image. So you should have it at the very least 65% text, 35% image. Now, what's better? Well, higher text. Hey, the reason behind that, guys, is that we want to make our emails look as regular as possible. If you're emailing your friend, you're not going to put a whole lot of image in your email. It's mostly going to be text. It's going to be, you know, hi, Johnny, how's it going? How are the kids? And then so on and so forth. Tell your story, right? So you want to actually have less image. Now, you can have an image if you want, but the text to image ratio needs to be relatively high. You need to have a lot more text than image. So keep that in mind. And I don't like the 65, 35. I like at least 75, 25 or even higher. Most of my emails have no images and that really just helps um, with that. Now a lot of email servers actually insert an image in behind the scenes that you don't actually see uh, for tracking purposes so that they can track open rates and such. And you got to take that into consideration as well because that image is there. It counts against your ratio, but of course you don't. Your you know your recipient doesn't even see it, so it's it's wasted. So it's there, but you don't get to utilize it, and that counts towards your image uh, percentage. Now the next thing is the number of links in the email. Now it's very easy to send out an email, you know, with 50 links. The problem is. The more links there are, the more likely it is that Google and Hotmail will think it's spam because, you know, when you email your friend, you generally don't put 10 different links inside the email body, right? Now, going back to the links as well, how many is the best? Well, probably about no more than three. Okay, keep it to one to two if preferable, 
and three at the absolute maximum, but less if you can do it. Now, the second thing is trying to personalize your emails as much as possible, using the person's name inside the subject line and inside the, the uh, actual email body. That's very important. Now, that's gonna be very difficult, right? You can't obviously manually put it in each time for every different person on your email list, but a lot of different email providers have a, have, <clears throat> excuse me, have a tag that you can put in that will automatically add the recipient's name if you've recorded it and attached it to their email address. Now, if you haven't recorded it and attached their email address, what it'll do, it'll just leave it off. So it'll be, you know, you could set it at like, hey, and then you have first name. And if they don't have a first name, well, the default is just, hey. So you don't need to worry about it looking weird and you know coming off as just, hey, and then first name. So try to personalize your emails as much as possible. Okay, moving on to number three. Number three is a strange one. I don't quite understand, but I've read it a bunch of times and it's worth doing because it's super easy. If you can make it into your email template, which isn't that difficult, depends on what server you're using, um, but you can just Google it, figure out how to change your email template. You can change the unsubscribe link text. So if it says unsubscribe link or click here to unsubscribe, that is worse than simply having it say unsubscribe. Of course you need to have an unsubscribe button. That is actually one of the things you need to have in order to get it into the inbox. But if you just write unsubscribe instead of click here to unsubscribe or unsubscribe link or anything other than unsubscribe, for some reason Google doesn't like that as much and if you write, click here to unsubscribe, you'll be more likely to fall into the, um, the junk or the promotions tab. Now, do any of these things particular, let's just take a quick break here and we'll, you know, I wanna preference everything I'm saying by saying that, does anything that I'm saying here make or break your email? No, what it does is that it adds to your score. So it's kind of like your spam score. The more things you have against you, the higher your spam score, and the more likely it is that you'll be inside the spam folder or the promotions tab. So we wanna keep our spam score as low as possible, and that way we're gonna make it to the inbox more often than if our, uh, our spam score was higher. Number four, very, very important guys, in your emails, you need to watch what you say. Think about the kind of emails you get that are spam emails. What do they have in it? Well, they say things like, you know, click here to get this for free, or, you know, don't wait, act now, all these other things, right? Things that sound spammy also spam sound spammy to Google. And Google and Hotmail are a lot smarter than we think they are. And if we think they sound spammy, then so do they. Now it's kind of hard, right? If you're trying to give away a freebie or trying to provide a discount, what do you say, right? You're trying to give something away for free or you're trying to give them a discount on something. So instead of writing free, you can say something like complimentary or at no charge. You gotta be a little creative here, but the point is don't say things like free or free trial. Those are, those are killers for your email. And then of course, anything else as well. Anything that you would deem to be spammy, if you saw it in an email from something that you subscribe to, Google will also see it as spammy and they will more likely put it into the spam filter and at the very least, it's gonna increase your spam score. So stay away from words that are salesy, that sound spammy, that offer discounts. Just rework your words so that they sound more personal, okay? You, 
think again, you always got to think about how you're going to be talking to a friend. You wouldn't send an email to a friend that had those kinds of words in it. So don't send it to your customers because you're going to end up in the promotions or spam tab. Number five, number five is all about generating engagement because a lot of what Google and Hotmail look at is actually do your, you know, do your subscribers respond to your emails. Now engagement can be, you know, reply, reply to this email, um, by answering a question or click this link in order to go somewhere, you know, whatever it is, as long as they're doing something that has them interacting with your email that notifies Google and Hotmail that, you know, your in your email is of interest to people and that they're engaged with it and they're interacting with it. And that's key. If you can do that, then you're, you know, you're going to lower your spam score. Google is going to recognize your email address when it comes in and you're going to be much more likely to be put in the inbox instead of the promotions tab or the spam folder. Okay. So you're going to generate engagement with your emails. How do I do this? Well, as I was saying, so I, you know, I have links, obviously I hope people are going to be clicking my links, but another very effective way to do this. And I've seen lots of people do this is actually put in your email, a question and the person, you know, you're asking the person to respond to a question and it can be a very easy question. It can be, you know, respond with your, you know, respond with the subject that you teach or respond with your favorite teaching moment or anything. And this is especially effective right at the beginning when you're just getting to know your audience member. So when they first subscribe to your list, this is an excellent time to ask them a question, get them to follow up with that question, get them to answer it, and you'll be put in the good books of your recipient's email provider right from the get-go. So ask a question, get them to respond to something, or get them to click a link. Any of these things are really great at increasing that engagement and making it so that your email address is recognized as a trusted source, something that comes in and is useful to the person receiving it. I do like to keep these episodes short, guys, so I'm gonna end here after five. Next week, we'll cover the last five. Remember, if you wanna get the notes for this, uh, including all 10 in a PDF format, just go to teachwithfergie.com slash episode 10 to download it. Okay, I'll speak to you next week.